0: Listen to the show and people these dudes bring. If you didn't know, it's an orange and blue thing. Hope to win the championship in a few rings. It's an orange and blue thing. Walk off, if the games tied like shoestrings. It's a Mets podcast, orange and blue thing. Beat the other team with defense in a few swings. LFGM,
1: it's an orange and blue thing.
0: What's up, Mets fans? Orange blue thing back at you. Season four, episode thirteen. Out here on Long Island, another early, somewhat early show here on a Thursday, September third, twenty twenty. I am Darren Meanen. That is Julia Quadrino. How you doing, Julia?
1: I'm doing okay. It's a du- sad day, but I'm is, all right.
0: It is a sad day. You know what it is. Uh, you know, you and I were, were talking before the show, and you know, texting last night.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, unfortunately. Neither of us got to see the greatness of Tom Seaver yeah. on the mound. You know, we watched the play, watched the tapes, seen the newspaper headlines, all the replays from the 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 day of yesteryear when yeah. the Mets were the the kings here in New York, and Tom Seaver was the biggest star that they had. Right. And um, you know, reading all the tweets and seeing the uh, the different uh, you know stories pop up from people who have a very strong connection. To Tom, not only as a personal friend like Jay Horowitz yeah. or someone like a David Wright or Mike Piazza mm-hmm. or people that have been coming out, Howie Rose last night on yeah. SNY, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, you know, fans, so many fans. I was listening to this morning on uh, Boomer and, and Geo. Uh, fans call in that said that they were there for that day of the 19 strikeout game yeah. or, um, what one guy called in, he said he just got back from Vietnam and he went to that game with his dad. Oh, it was wow. like something that he'll never forget, you know, yeah. not only coming home from, you know, fighting for our country, right. but having a moment with your father at the ballpark and that happens yeah I mean
1: he was my dad's favorite player and I I had to tell my dad last night he didn't know my dad had asked me to call him for another reason was like just as I had found out so that was really sad but I I had saw a tweet this morning and it's so true it's like you know somebody was like I'm a Mets fan because my dad is a Mets fan and my dad is a Mets fan because he watched Tom Seaver which is really crazy to think about how many people because that whole stretch of time if he's not there yeah. Those are some dark years. Yeah. And the Mets probably don't get as many fans as they have now without him. Well, so, it's crazy sure. to for think sure. how many people are Mets fans now indirectly because of Tom Siever. Well, so. especially,
0: you know, the Mets coming up in 62, they were not a good team at all and yeah. they they got to the World Series and won it in under a decade and, you know, Tom was a big reason for yeah. that. Um, you know, unfortunately with the way that his health, you know, deteriorated or went the way it went over the past few years, he hasn't been able to come to New York yeah. to take part in a lot of the festivities that were going on. Um, you know, the 1969 reunion. I think that was last year. Yeah. Um, you know, all the yet yeah, last year also they uh, the Seaver Way naming the the street after just, Seaver. Just
1: like it's so frustrating. It is. Like it's he. It's not like he was just inducted. Like you were waiting for him to get inducted into the Hall of Fame to do Like he's been the franchise quite literally for decades. W- what was, what are we waiting for well, to like let him enjoy late, it? Exactly. They're giving the statue. And one, they came up with this stuff like after he retired from public life. So even if he was still alive, he wasn't going to be able to enjoy it. Right. And it's like, wh- why did you wait until, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate in conspiracy or whatever, but like, you know, Howie Rose was talking last night on SMY about how the Mets mishandled Tom Seaver in a lot of ways and how, you know, within the organization, maybe there was some bad blood, you know, at times. And, was it a spite thing? I don't know. I, I have no idea, but it doesn't make sense to me why, you know, the he's the entire, he's without a doubt the greatest man of all time, one of the greatest pitchers, if not the greatest pitcher of all time. And it's like, I, I don't know. how How is it taking this long to get a statue, anything, you know, as a dedication to him at the stadium? How how did it take this long? It makes no sense to me.
0: Well, we understand that the, the in the COVID era, um, you know, things production-wise, manufacturing-wise, things could be slowed down a right. little bit. But I'm pretty sure – I, my mind is all mixed up with dates and times and stuff, especially with the way the year has Yeah, I don't know what day it is. But today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, well, it is Thursday, but okay, I'm pretty true. sure last year during that 69 weekend, I think they did the Seaver Way on Friday. Yeah. And then on that Saturday before the game, we had an outing that day. They did the old cars down right. Seaver Way with the, with the 1969 Mets at yeah. Crane Pool, uh, you know, whoever else. But was, he, he could couldn't make even it, be there, he couldn't even there. see it. But if they announced the statue. That's over a year ago. Yeah. It does not take that long to make a statue. Yeah. Why it's not already out there, I have no idea. Um, I mean, the Mets would know better than I would. Well, but I
1: mean, I think it's at this point if maybe they were going to do it this year, but if they can't make money off of, you know, telling people this is the day we're unveiling the statue and everybody would want to go, they're probably going to wait until there's fans in the seats. Yeah, and but now you a have thing.
0: fans. Uh, you know, SNY put out a tweet a little while ago. Uh, fans are going to city Field today, oh. dropping off um, you know flowers and, and starting that's a little sweet. a little. I wouldn't call it a shrine, but you know, dropping off you they know. They should let them into respects. the
1: parking lot so they could put it on the pitcher's mound where. Uh,
0: I guess they're putting it where uh, Shay used to be. where you see here. That's that entrance yeah. on Seaver Way now, which was 126th Street. Um, I guess in front of the building where like the executive offices are. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's like that's where you. Uh, it, it's it, it's
1: if there was a statue, throwing, it would be much easier. I, right, I, I
0: hate throwing the Mets under the bus on some things. I mean, granted, yeah. this is a sad day. It's not a day for us to just pull right. over the Mets. Right, but, right. you think. know, if the, st- if the statue was there, that's where people yeah. would be congregating. And I think a
1: lot of people feel that way. So it's important to talk about it because a lot of people are saying, you know, it's like, it, it sucks that, Listen, you know, if we had
0: the money to spend right now yeah. on the statue. It'd be it would wouldn't there. take a year. Yeah, it would not take a year to build a statue. Yeah. And I talked to Brody about this down when Brody, um, Brody was on Orange Blue thing, I guess two years ago now, whatever right. it was, a year and a half ago down in spring training. And I brought that up before they even announced the, the statue. thing mm-hmm. um, I was like, listen, a lot of fans want the statue. What's going on? He kind of danced around it a little right. bit. and He's like, well, you know, we're honoring the 69 guys, yada, yada. And uh, I offered to chip in some money. <laughs> And he's like, Well, are you are you down to chip in money for other things? Like, you know, ballpark improvements. Players I'm like, listen, yeah, we do. We Contracts, buy a yeah. lot <laughs> of tickets. You <laughs> like, know, like we buy thousands of tickets a year. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, you did point on you did touch on this Howie Rose clip from last night and you know
1: I watched this live and you my me, mouth dropped.
0: You texted me. Are you watching SNY right now? Yeah. And I wasn't. I was. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize. I kind of. I guess I should have realized that right. SNY would. Be, SNY was. be. Doing they were for hours. hours yeah. Of coverage. You know, yeah. Gary Apple, very emotional, playing some old clips. Yeah. I think from 2007, Gary Apple and Tom Seaver sat down at, at re- SNY was brand new. Yeah. Um and um Gary Apple was reading off you know, the, what is it? 311 wins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2.86 ERA, 3,640 strikeouts over a 20 year career. And before he could finish his sentence, Tom Seaver was like, don't forget 12 home runs. <laughs> he hit 12 home runs. But, um, I didn't
1: know that.
2: Yeah,
0: so You texted me. Are you watching SNY? I yeah. said no. And then I
1: want to preface with the fact that it's entirely possible that this was a coincidence, technological malfunction or whatever. But the fact of the matter is Howie rose was going off. About how the Mets mishandled Tom Seaver over the course of his playing career, how he wasn't fully appreciated by the organization, and mysteriously, like mid rant, he just gets like cut off and you hear like a dial tone and his connection was lost.
0: Very rare. I mean, Howie Howie's great. Howie does not hold back. Yes, and he's a Mets fan. Like he's a fan. All this stuff that happens. I'm not talking about this as like something fun that we want to talk about. Tom Seaver passing away, but things have been happening like um, where. We, w- we go to talk about it, and it's, like, a week late. Yeah. But last week, uh, we had the show on Thursday. Right. Last Thursday night, they canceled the game. Mm-hmm. The, you know, uh, uh, the, the Mets protest. and Marlins protested, and yeah. the the, the uh, T-shirt on home plate and all that. But Howie, before the game, that's when the Brody Van Wagen and Hot Mike the thing hot came Mike. out. And Brody was not holding back at Howie, all. yeah. Howie was not. Was that what I said? Brody? Yeah. Howie <laughs> was not holding back well, at Brody all. Well, Brody wasn't holding back either. <laughs> right. On 880. And he opened it up with, yeah. like... You know, he set his mind. Yeah. And last year, with the the, the Mets can't wear the first responder caps, he set his mind, uh, you know, about Joe Torre and MLB, yada, yada. Yeah. So last night, when he's on the phone with uh, Gary Apple, he's kind of dropping these truth bombs, and then the call goes blank. So let's play it now. And I guess you could come to your own conclusion here.
3: It was Dick Young who had a lot to do with running Tom out of town. It never should have taken place. Um, You know, it's an old story that really doesn't need to be rehashed, but I think the worst mistake that they made was when Tom was finally brought back in 1983, near the end of his career. He wasn't washed up, though. You know, the idea was that he was going to come back to the Mets, win his 300th game as a Met, and hopefully lead some of the young pitchers they had on the way up to better days. Well, then they had that ridiculous compensation uh, pool for free agents who left from one club to go to another, and the Mets, for no understandable reason, this is in late 1983, early 1984, exposed Siebert to that draft thinking that at the age of going on, well, I guess he was 39 then, nobody was gonna take him. Well, the Chicago White Sox took him, I think he won 32 games the next two years, and Mets fans who go back far enough can look back on 1984 and 1985 Two pennant races that the Mets fell a little bit short in. And I guarantee you this, if Tom Seaver were there in 1984 and 1985, they would have won three divisions in a row. That's how dumb that decision was to let him go at the end of the 83 season. It's,
1: it's just the dial tone that does it for me. Like, it's just so
0: blatant. It's it's crazy. And, you know, I, I want to give... Techno- I mean, granted, we just had technology problems. Yes. Uh, I want to technology. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's uh, we're, we're not SNY, right. you know? And I, I find it very hard to believe that Howie's on the line and, you know, he wasn't really saying anything that wasn't, he said nothing knowledge. that wasn't
1: true. Right. Yeah. Was and just then all opinion. of a sudden
0: he's in the middle of his his thought and, yeah, yeah. It just, so.
1: it sounded very like when I was watching it live, I was like, what? because everybody else that was coming on, it was like past players. They're really just talking about like, you know, you know how much he meant to them. How he was a teammate? Like, obviously nobody's really being critical of the Mets, but like, I mean, how he speaks for Mets fans. Cause he wasn't a player. He wasn't a teammate. He was a fan of him yeah. when he played. Growing and up now, in Bayside right. Yeah, yeah. And now has this different perspective, which is why Howie Rose is the best for Mets fans. Cause he's not just this objective analyst or whatever. He was, he grew up a Mets fan. He grew up watching Tom Seaver. This is a very hard day for him. And like, that's probably anger that a lot of fans are feeling right now. On top of you know how he wasn't appreciated with the statue and whatever. It's a lot of too little, right. too late. And I like you said, I don't want to. Who just knows?
0: Maybe maybe it really was just that perfect timing. He's I done will with say, sentence, and it's and it, the call gets dropped. Yeah. But either way, Howie's the man. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, we appreciate and respect, Howie. You know.
1: Yeah. No, I, I will say also somebody had like tweeted about it like that was kind of weird like that whatever and like tagged his daughter Alyssa like oh what just happened and Alyssa did say their house has very bad service
0: I don't it know sounded pretty clear I, that spot <laughs> I Alyssa don't know, don't know, I don't know. know about that but we'll see uh if you do want to give a call and um you know chime in on your thoughts maybe you were uh, a fan that were, was able – or you're now old enough to yeah. have gone to some games where Seaver pitched or maybe you have some great memories of when you met Tom Seaver, give us a call, 631-388-5195. And as always, we are going to be giving away some free stuff this week. So all you got to do if you're watching live on Facebook, hit that little share button. Tell your friends you're watching Orange and Blue Thing. If you're on Twitter, click the retweet button. And if you're on Instagram and you're watching this on a replay, it goes up in about an hour after the live stream, just comment. I want some free met stuff, and we will scroll through and pick someone out to be this week's winner. Last week's winners, we're going to announce that right now. So if you're on Twitter uh, and you were a part of that, I don't know how many people clicked the r- little retweet button, but the winner is at NoLimit111 on Facebook, Andy Gardecki. And on Instagram, jukebox Romeo thirteen. That's a pretty good yep, name, jukebox good name. Romeo. You better be a damn good singer. <laughs> if you're well, maybe his name is Romeo, but if you're I saying like I'm a Romeo and I'm a good singer, yeah,
1: that name implies a lot.
0: Yeah, good singer and a jukebox. <laughs> uh, didn't you get a karaoke machine? I did.
1: I'm so hyped. So my birthday is. Are you in a good singer?
0: Weeks. No. Oh, but you're good enough to sing karaoke.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just fun. No, I get um like drunk confidence where, uh-huh. you know, when it's the music is loud enough and I am not seeing straight anymore. I just have fun. But no, I'm just really excited. But do you only
0: sing songs that you know by heart or do you actually try to read the, the um,
1: lyrics? If, as long as I know, like, the like if it's like I'm not sure what the lyrics are, but I know how it goes. Like it's so awkward when people go up there and sing songs like they don't know like how like when you know what I mean like when we'll to say the Probably just scroll
0: through the book, I guess.
1: Yeah. So I don't. This is the thing. So there
0: even his books anymore in this. I don't
1: think it's like so. It's like a speaker. It comes with microphones and it hooks up to like Bluetooth. So what I think is I can hook up my phone to it and Katie has that projector. So uh-huh. I'm gonna hook that up to the projector, project it onto On the, the, the side way. of the house in my backyard, so like people can read the lyrics there and just That's like sweet. make myself the most hated house in the neighborhood. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say, you should knock on your neighbor's doors oh yeah i'm gonna before. give my
1: neighbors a heads up and i'm gonna shut it down at 11 30 because i think like, i legally give have them to.
0: ear like earphones yeah uh, yeah, not yeah. Ear, uh, earplugs
1: i'll invite them to come my neighbors are cool They're, they know how to party so I'll, I'll invite them over they can come sing too, have you been to
0: new orleans did we talk about
1: this we already? have talked about this i have not been there
0: so i went to a bachelor party a, a, in new orleans and stayed on bourbon street new orleans we've been through orleans. this yeah yeah <laughs> but did i tell you that the my room came with earplugs
1: no, yeah,
0: because it, it's it's um it's yeah. it's nuts. It's you a know house. it's a nonstop party. Yeah, and I think they close the street for like an hour just to clean it up every morning. But that's crazy. The, on the the bed bedste- what do they call it? The uh, end table sure on the end table when you get there nightstand whatever it was like hey you know welcome to the hotel yada yada yada, and just ear ear earplugs wow it's like just don't expect don't call us don't call the front desk and say it's loud also don't go
1: to new orleans if you don't like loudness exactly (laughs) you should know better that it's nice of them that they took that initiative because they definitely didn't have to
0: well the only time i usually need earplugs is when i share a room with shoemaker (laughs) Uh, does he snore Oh, my God. Yeah? It's, that's like
1: trying to remember with uh, Andrew. When I stay with Andrew and Amanda, he, he has, like, his sleep machine to keep I him from to, snoring, I and I that's even worse. Like he
0: needs, he's a heavy sleeper yeah. and he snores, so, like, I have no problem. He doesn't care either. Like, I'll really just give him a quick, like, yeah. and he'll usually move Wake right and it up. stops. yeah.
1: But Is he, it, like, when he's on his back, or, like, does he need to be on a certain side? No, I
0: think it's just anything. Just terrible. But he bought one of those, um, what do they call it, like, Zipa or something? I don't know. The thing you, like, bite on, and he tried it. It worked for a little bit, but. I don't know. Hopefully, it's working out for your shoe. <laughs> and now that I'm just telling everyone about Shu, he went to a sleep study. He had to like stay over. No, really. And they tested him, and he's like, wow. "How do you expect me to get a good night's sleep? They keep waking you up." Yeah. You know. Anyway. Oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> let's hit the phones. We got Glenn on Long Island. What's up, Glenn? How you doing?
2: Hey guys, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, just a quick story about meeting tom cedar um like you guys i grew up with the the 90s and early 2000s mets Um, we used to you know fly down for spring training and anyone that's been there recently the parking area for the players you can kind of peek through but it's usually covered with some kind of graphics back in the day it's just a chain link sense and you could kind of just sit there and you know watch the guy show up for the day um And one day I was standing there, it was just me and my dad, there was no crowd or nothing, Um, and Mike Hampton walked by. And I asked him for an autograph, and he blew me off, but he was a real jerk about it. I don't remember exactly what he said, but uh, I hear right behind him, I hear, um, I ain't too big to sign your ball, kid. And I look up, and it's Tom Seaver. Holy
1: crap!
0: That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. I hope Mike Hampton heard that, too. uh,
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> just a testament to the kind of guy he is. You know, creating a lifelong memory for a fan. For sure. And at the same time, calling out an
0: uppity player. on Yeah, his team. yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome. That is great.
1: I love that.
0: Thanks for calling in, Glenn. Appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys. Take care. Have a good one. That's so
1: cool. It's so Bye cool now. to know too that he wasn't because, like, I mean, like I said, we didn't grow up with him, so we don't know how it was. But like that, he was like fan-friendly like that like yeah. one of those people like like david writes the same way you're never too big to right. give that's fan awesome i like hearing awesome
0: because you know what it is like you only get one chance at a first impression and you know we talked about i don't know if we talked about this publicly but like even with me like people are like oh, i don't like darren he's a dick he yeah. thinks that he's the fucking best Mets fan like i've never said that <laughs> i don't think i'm the best Mets i can't fan. help but laugh when i read shit but like, like that like anyway like when you meet a player yeah. and I've met a bunch, you know, you know, not freaking pat myself on the back. Right. There, but like, I've unfortunately, never got to meet Tom Stever yeah. because by the time the seven line started and, you know, I started getting invited to more things. He wasn't really right. around. Right. But the players that I have met, I mean, I could tell you, like certain guys, like people be like, oh, John Roush is so cold. And so like he was he was so cool with us. Like he came to our warehouse in Jamaica. Didn't you see
1: him at like a CVS or something?
0: He used to he lived on the, like down the block from me. So he would oh. pass my apartment and then I had a, I had a balcony overlooking Northern Boulevard. Right. Uh, when I was living in Queens, and he lived in like Great Neck or something, so yeah. he would drive his Jeep, and he'd be like, he'd be "Like yo," and I'd look out, and he'd be like, yeah, downstairs "That's so or cool." Something. Yeah, he was the man.
1: That's awesome. Uh, him
0: and I went to a bar once when um, he was he was hurt. He couldn't travel with the team. And yeah, he Then yeah. he's like, "Oh, you want to go to a game tomorrow in DC?" I was like, "Sure." He gave me his room.
1: <laughs> Whoa, his, no way. His player
0: room. So I get off the elevator on the players' floor with his room key. I signed in. I'm like, "Oh, John Roush, you know, I'm, I'm it's me. I'm John Roush." It was so sick. <laughs> So I can't believe I have to stand anyway, John, John Roush, Roush the in the year 2020. But you'd be like, "Yo, John Roush. He's just like, you know, he wasn't the best pitcher. No, you know, he got but you remember hate.
1: him because he's a good like you probably would not remember his name if he wasn't as good of a guy as he was. He
0: was so cool. He was, yeah. he was great with us. He came to the warehouse and, and just hung out. He was just like all about being a New Yorker for that you know That's short awesome. time. But um, there are a couple of guys I've met and I'm like, oh, that really stinks. Like yeah. you don't want to get, uh, you know, a bad first impression. Yeah, for um, sure. But this funny story, I'm not going to say the player, but I don't know if <laughs> I told you this story about spring training. Um, I was down there. I was by myself. What year? Um, Right when the calendar first started with the girls. So, like, 2012? 12, 13, okay. maybe. So, I'm down there. I'm at the bowling alley at Delphi's, whatever. And I was talking with one of the players. And uh, the the players back then, before they stopped going to the bowling alley, yeah. they were all using one lane. Yeah. And, like, the one guy was like, hey, this is Darren. He does that seven line stuff. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then um, this other guy was like, "Oh, wait, you do the calendar with all the girls in it?" I'm like, Yeah, He's like, "Oh, come, I know who this is. Come sit, hang this out." Is. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, "I don't really know the girls, right, but like, right, right. you know, my
1: my wife or girlfriend at well, the time?" Yeah, yeah.
0: I was like, "They're part of the brand, you know, whatever." Yeah. And uh, then they were, then they wanted to be friends. But uh, <laughs> anyway um share the show get involved if you're listening afterwards on itunes soundcloud google play wherever else you may be listening uh to get involved in the free stuff each week just go to the video feed and you have a full week to enter the contest to give away stuff each week julia gave away like our entire business last night on okay Pick listen Trivia. i want to she reiterate texted me afterwards. they had three grand prize winners I want to remind you
1: that Darren and I when we first started we fleshing out the idea for the show I said I'm like this is the lowest amount of money we could ever give away in a show and this is the highest if everyone were to win this is and it was and he's like we can't like how did this happen I'm That's like fine.
0: you approved it it would be fine <laughs> if like that much wins every so Once in a while. Yes. But if it's last night, every week, we'll have to cancel the no, show. No, no. We'll have to sell the business. I, I
1: talked about this last week. My she issue. She wore like <laughs> $200 last
0: night. $225, yeah, 225
1: But and I So I need to reiterate, I said this last week. It is getting very hard to I'm come up with, with, up New with questions. Questions for the most trivia questions. So end. I'm trying to come up with, yeah, like the whole playground.
0: My is Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make them hard but like I also don't want to be a dick and make them completely like ungettable because then it's like people are like well what's the point in playing if I'm going to get to the last round and Well, myself if anyone was
0: watching (laughs) last night you probably gave a whole bunch of people confidence that they should watch next week because they could probably win but I thought it's fine
1: one of the questions was I think a little easier it was I can I tell you so I, I've had a very I saw the one
0: I, I, I pop in and out Yeah. but the one guy I think the, the answer was Ty Wigington yes. uh, third baseman whatever yes. and he just jumped in and said Todd Zeal yeah
1: he asked to use his attempt to steal and I was gonna read him the choices and when I read the choices I think it's really obvious mm-hmm. but he jumped in he said Todd Zeal I was like oh I don't know if like somebody said that and this is the thing so I have friends who play along and they specifically play in the chat And to catch people cheating, they will just spit out completely wrong. wrong. And I know they're cheating if they say like, I heard, I think the first guy went and there was like other people in the room with him and it was like his whole family. So I wasn't going to be like a stickler and be like, all right, everybody has to be in the frame. But one of the questions, the answer was like a picture. I was, uh-huh. and I, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I saw one of my friends in the chat wrote LaDuca, which was totally not right. And right. I hear the wife go LaDuca. And I'm like, are we cheating? Because right, right, like right, I right, can right. see that that's not whatever. Right, I and he's like, no, like no, no. And I don't think, I, I really don't think he meant to cheat. Maybe the wife like was just trying to like whatever. I don't think they planned right. it that way. But yeah, I think that that might have been the same guy. It might have been the tiebreaker. I don't know. But uh, yeah, don't cheat because we'll catch you. But, um, yeah, and so I, I, I kind of feel like it's every time that I give away a lot of money on Big Apple Trivia is when we have technical difficulties on Orange and Blue Thing. It's like the tech because there's technical difficulties on Big Apple Trivia every single night. Right. <laughs> and I think it like it's bad karma. It translates over. So we got to have started. But you Big
0: roll Apple with it. Again. Well, I like it. I, mean, I, I like it better when you don't give away like 800 bucks, but <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. Let's hit the phones again. We have Al in New Jersey. What's up, Al? <laughs>
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. How I thought are you maybe doing?
0: I thought maybe you'd be Al Dukes. In the I was Jersey. thinking that too.
4: <laughs> I was at the. Uh, I was 14 years old. I was at the Jimmy Qualls game. Uh, I was watching from the upper deck, my usual perch, and cut out of a lot of school that year. Uh, they <laughs> all good. knew. The teachers all knew. What, there was a bunch of us. We were at Shea Stadium, so uh, they didn't come looking for us. <laughs> but uh, you know, they, I still remember when Jimmy Qualls got the hit uh we they would have needed a police escort to get him out of shea stadium <laughs> it was it was crazy
1: oh did you cry i feel like at that age like when i was at nah. Johann's, no titter no
4: no nah, i was a, a big boy I no titter actually i was at the very first met game at the Grounds. Oh no way yeah yeah i'm just an old you know what i guess we could say it on this i'm the part, you know
1: i just said no titter so it's fine yeah
4: the only thing I really remember, I was seven years old, and the only thing I remember of the polo grounds was asking my cousin, I said, where's center field? Right, you know, where's right, the fence? Right. And he says, well, you see that building way out yeah. there? That's where it is. And it was like the building might have been across the river in the Bronx. It was so far yeah. away.
0: The dimensions of the polo grounds are so wild. its I can't believe that they, they, they actually played baseball like that. It's crazy.
4: Yeah, and if you look, you know, you look now how close it was to Yankee Stadium. You yeah, know, look yeah. at the pictures and everything. Yeah. Um, but Shea Stadium was like our home and, um, uh, you know, I was driving home from Connecticut last night and, uh, I was surprised. I didn't realize the game was early mm. and, uh, they're, t- they're doing the, um, they're doing the recap and I'm listening and then Wayne was doing a show and he said, we just got this from the Daily News and I almost, I was on 95 in Connecticut. I almost drove off the road. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Oh my God!" I mean, you knew the guy. You know, he wasn't in great shape and yeah. everything, but um, uh, it, it was so sad. I actually pulled over for yeah. a minute or two. It, you know, I, I got out an exit and just pulled and shut the you know the vehicle off. Yeah, and um, and then I was listening to Howie talk, and uh, his it, they had trouble uh, talking with him because Eddie see what they were talking to and. Uh, uh, a few others, and every time they tried to get Howie, he um, he had a problem with the phone. Oh, so it okay. It might have been okay. It might have been, but uh, listening to what you played, I didn't hear the Gary Apple thing until mm-hmm. you put it on. Yeah. But when I listened to it on your um, on yours, I said they cut him off. Yeah, like it sounds That's, like. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know they cut him off, and. Um, I don't mean to be babbling on, but no. um, and I just want to tell you I have seats in 419, the handicap row. Not because I'm ha- my friend that I shared the plan with, handicap, <laughs> but uh, we love watching you guys across the field. Thanks, so, man. we That's- just love it, and uh, you know. It- and of course, you know everybody has their great comments and
1: everything. <laughs> Join in on the strikeout chance. I don't know how that hasn't called on around the whole stadium. Well, yet. from
0: up there, you probably the, the 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 man who invented the strikeout. Yeah, came, uh, his name is Mike uh, the King. The King. He's probably up near you in in the four hundred area. You probably hear him do the strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's, oh, in yeah. Strike he's in five. Oh yeah. I think he's five thirteen. Out. Yeah. There we yeah. go.
4: Oh yeah, he's right. He's like about hey. one section <laughs> over and up.
0: Yeah, he holds the he for like. Uh, maybe 20 minutes yeah I,
1: that man could have never well, been a smoker with his lung strength i don't
0: know how he does it
4: if you could believe this i actually we were in 421 up until two years ago and there's this family that was below us and i i kind of make comments i don't curse or anything but I, i'm that guy like um in uh major League. Uh-huh. you know i make the comments <laughs> like dennis quaid did his right. character <laughs> right. and uh these people actually, the lady comes over to me and says, You know, you're a little too loud.
0: What? I hate and that so much. I
4: said, You that know, this happened. isn't, I'm not in the synagogue. I'm not in church. Uh, this is a ballpark. <laughs> yeah. But this is, if I wanted to not be loud, you know, I, I'd stay in the house and throw pillows at the television, yep. you know, like my father used to do. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, Luckily, we went over two sections, but every once in a while, she still glares over at me. That's you know? crazy. And, uh...
1: That's so obnoxious. You're in a stadium. You're a baseball fan. If you don't want to hear fans cheering, don't go to the stadium. You know
0: what, exactly. Al? I crazy. think uh, we want to give you some free stuff. Hell yeah. So what we do, we do a thing called What's in the Box. We have three boxes behind us. Uh, just pick one, two, or three, and then Lizzie's going to get your address. We'll mail it out to you, right? Oh, uh,
4: yeah have to. No, That's we will. Funny, but we, I'll give we want it. That. That's nice, anyway. I appreciate it. We want it One, two, um, or three. I'll tell you one thing, though. One quick thing, if you have a second. Sure. Uh, it was a Mike Hampton story, believe it or not, and it was a Subway Series game. I used to go with my son, who's 32 now, big Mets fan, but he's in Texas, and um, we would go with a, with his friend and his father, who was a Yankee fan, and we tailgated, and we uh, The kids were playing catch, and the kids put a sign up, free, I think they put free hot dogs for MedFan, for for the Med players, Uh and all others pay. And Mike Hampton comes by, and I said, hey, Mike, you want a hot dog? He says, no, you got a soda. That would be great. And I said, sure. So we give him a soda. And the kids were having a catch, and he says, can I play with them? And I go, yeah.
1: I don't know what to think about Mike Hampton now. (laughs) I'm so conflicted. Yeah,
4: he actually, and the... The one time I actually met Tom, and I, I, this was later on, and I could tell he was kind of bitter. Uh, at, at being, I, it, he just looked bitter that day. And there these two kids were asking him for a ball or signature, and he just looked at them and he wouldn't do it. So,
1: wow.
2: and
4: I think it was just everybody just, has I, good I, and bad I'm, days. I'm just saying it was a bad day. Yeah. I told, it, and I told it to the two kids who were waiting there after. I said, you know. You don't know what happened today. He might have had a problem. True. You know, so don't feel bad. He's a really nice guy, and he's a great man. you got to meet him. And that's more important than getting a signature or anything. It's just meeting the True. people. So, wow. um, okay, so now we, have, right. we have both all ends right.
0: of it. Uh, so if you don't want any free stuff, we're going to let you go. But if you do, you can pick one, two, or three. Otherwise, uh, it was great talking to you.
4: Oh, it was great. Yeah, I'll hang on the line, sure. Sure.
0: All right. So just pick one, two, or three, and then we'll... Pick a number. One, two, or three. Uh, Two. All right, great. We'll open that up and send it out to you, all right? All right, thanks. I am so confused.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. Here's what happened. Hold on.
0: Let's just recap. Yes. We've had two callers. Yes. They (laughs) both had Mike Hampton and Tom Seaver stories.
1: Polar opposites.
0: Our first caller... (laughs) uh, It's... I don't know his name. The first caller...
1: Glenn. Glenn. Glenn from Long Island.
0: Glenn... Said Mike Hampton was a dick. Yes, and Tom Seaver was best, the man. The best. Al calls and says Mike Hampton was so cool because he got a soda from us and Asked so to play catch. didn't want a hot dog and played catch yeah. with the kids. Yeah, but Tom Seaver was bitter. What? I'm confused. <coughs> Do you think Al heard that first phone call and?
1: Yes, I I think he was responding to that first call, being like, "Oh well, you know, Mike Hampton was really nice this one time. Tom Siever was but kind n- of." A- I don't
0: know if I really. I don't <laughs> want to call. I'm not. <laughs> well, we know he anyone. was listening
1: because he referenced, like, he said the the Howie thing. I don't know what to heard. think
0: about this Al call. Now.
1: I I'm just that was the greatest way that call could have gone
0: because i'm looking at you with my i seriously i i don't know if I, my mouth was open you were, you
1: were like what
0: but i'm i'm very confused
1: i think he heard it and i think he was trying to defend mike hampton and make the point maybe that maybe
0: like, he's friends with maybe he's al is like mike hampton's <laughs> long lost cousin. cousin or something that was freaking crazy anyway yeah. whatever what else is crazy is that there's only 23 games left to play the mets are playing the yankees again today at 410 at city field um, and then they're going to be home for a little bit. I don't know who comes in after that. But I know that if they're going to do anything, it's got to be now because the way that this play- playoff thing worked out yeah. this season with uh, there being eight teams from each league making it at this point, the Mets wouldn't even be in. No. And they're really only a few more games away from being out. Let's put it. Bon- I think that they're, it-
1: they're making it pretty clear that they've kind of given up.
0: Not really. You, if you're giving up after losing five straight games, and you like, get Todd Frazier hitting cleanup yesterday, that's that's
1: one way you're giving up. Why also, is Todd Frazier
0: even on this team? Why is no Todd idea. Frazier
1: on the team? Why is he batting cleanup? Why is David Peterson in the bullpen when he's your second best starter if he's healthy enough to pitch? Why isn't he starting?
0: It worked out yesterday because he, it. he did, like what their plan was great, yesterday. He came in four, four innings out of the pen. Whatever. I mean, the whole reason why they moved Lugo to the to the rotation was because they needed rotation help, and then that weakens the bullpen. So now they're moving Mats and Peterson. But like,
1: why are you moving starters to the bullpen so your best reliever can start? Why don't you just have your starter start and your best reliever relieve? I don't, I don't really know. get it.
0: <laughs> and we're not Brody. And you know, with the news, Friday was like the best day to be a Mets fan maybe in a very long time because yeah. uh, the Mets won two come from behind games against the yankees during the the doubleheader on yes. friday those you know seven inning shortened dom games. smith with the go-ahead home run dom Smith killing that. it and you know and then right after the game is over or maybe towards right towards the end of it yeah. the news breaks that steve cohen's basically on the last leg of Let's acquiring go. the team so you know feel momentum is high yeah. i wasn't really sure exactly what to feel everyone's excited um you know i put back i wrote the tweet took back new york with the question mark i'm not saying we (laughs) did take it back but that's why it was a question you know that gets that gets some traction on the internet (laughs) it 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 fuels the haters a little bit but it gets other people fired up and
1: then um
0: but you know then saturday comes along (laughs) the mets you know then that was a single game they blew that one but Tansas wild pitch lost 2-1 um uh to the yankees on saturday and in sunday you know, the Mets gave up five runs in the seventh to tie it. And then the the Yankees walked it off in the eighth in game one. So like the weekend was such the hot, the weekend was met the epitome of being what a Mets fan is the highest of highs to the lowest of lows within a, you know, 12 to 18 hour span. Yep. And, um, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, Stevie Cohen's coming in. He's going to clean house. He's going to bring in all these analytics people. He's going to fire Brody. He's going to fire Luis. I hope Um, he doesn't do that. Well, Brody Which, can
1: go, but I, w- I would want to well, give it, Rojas another Well, chance. you know
0: what it is? It's this year is like you said, you're calling it like the fake season or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like you can't really get into it. I right. understand what you're talking about. Like the Mets are only playing the NLEs, they're only playing the ALEs. This is not a real yeah. quote unquote season, but they are still playing real baseball yes. games and they there will be a real World Series trophy at the end of this this weird sixty game season. Yeah. Um well plus the playoffs, obviously. But it's it's just a weird time to be a fan in general and I'm not that heartbroken after losses right now because yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what, this year's so weird. Anyway. Yeah,
1: I, I like I said, I'm I happy don't,
0: when they win because it like gives you something to be excited about. It's like about. a
1: serotonin boost. You can't help but be happy. It's your favorite team winning. But when they lose, I'm just like, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll try again tomorrow. All right. Like I, I like I said, like I, I've never seen them as win a World Series before. I don't want this year to be the first because it just doesn't seem legit it's not like I can't go to a game I can't root for them like 2015 I was at every single playoff game at City field sitting with seven line I can't imagine like not even having the opportunity to do that if they were in the World Series like not even be able to like Sell my soul for tickets. Like I can't <laughs> picture it. Like being forced to sit on my couch on my delayed Firestick feed as I'm getting the updates on Twitter. Like it would suck. Yeah. Sucks. So annoying. So I I I don't. Not that I'm rooting against them. I can never root against them. But if they were to lose this year, I would not
0: hate it. So on Sunday, when the Mets, you know, in Game One of that doubleheader, uh, granted seven seven innings, just right. get to seven innings, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: After going into the seventh, when the Mets were up five runs. It was a one in five hundred chance to win,
1: and I want it to be noted that on this paper you have that bolded. Bold, because I, <laughs> I,
0: I can't. I, it's too late for me to find it now. But, yeah. um, you know, FanGraphs, I guess, is the one that put up the stats of you know the the win probability or whatever. So right. one in five hundred. Um, uh, what's his? Uh, uh, Sterling from the Yankees. Sure, yes. Starts talking about. It. I was like, I don't know what FanGraph is, but uh. Yeah, like it was. He was just like trying to get into it, <laughs> and one in five hundred chance, and the Mets still freaking blew the game. But um, we want to uh, highlight something because each week we talk about someone who definitely needs to reset and chill. And this man,
1: repeat offender,
0: yeah, back to back, no pun intended, of repeat. the uh, needing to reset and chill is Mister Pete Alonso, who uh, you know looked a little lost here and strikes out swinging and breaks his bat like a twig over his knee. Uh, but this was actually old. Wait a minute. No, that's not the right. Up, oh, I pulled up the wrong he one.
1: He did the same thing. There were just no fans in the stands. Yeah, and he walked to the other dugout. That was the dead but giveaway. But he did the same because thing. Because
0: I'm like, wait a minute, this does There's not make fans. any sense. There's fans there. Uh, I, that's my bad. I picked, no, pulled up did. the wrong one. No, but he did. It looked
1: exactly like that.
0: It looked just like that, and Pete did it again He's on Saturday. He's a big,
1: strong man, and he just can do that more than once.
0: So, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, even <laughs> though the game starts in four hours, maybe Pete doesn't want to reset right now. But after the game, maybe he can celebrate with a nice course light. Go to get lightcom to have your beer delivered. I put in 41 Seaverway, the address of City Field. If Pete or anyone else on the team wants to get a nice delivery over there, I bet you they probably have the hookup. But yeah. if they want to go to get.coorslight.com, type in your location, scroll down, select all the items you want to add in your cart. You can get Coors Lights. You can get Blue Moons. You can get uh, cans. You can get bottles. You can get a whole bunch of stuff delivered right to you wherever you may be. It's super easy. Use your credit card, type it in, verify your age, and get it delivered. So get.coreslight.com. Good friends of the program. We had so many awesome things planned with them. We I've talked about this now you know almost every week. How many cool things we had planned with Coors Light. Yeah. Hopefully next year if fans are back in the stands and we can, you know, oh, pregame and tailgate and go to bars together and so on and so forth, we could partake in all this fun stuff that we were hoping to do with Coors Light. But, yeah. um, you know, I wrote down here if we got time to it, I do want to plan something where we can get together before the end of the year. Let's I mean, go. there's 23 games left to play. Um, the Mets are guaranteed to only play like three more weeks of baseball. Yeah. Uh, who knows what's going to happen over that time? I mean, they are going to play the Braves who are who are in first place. Toronto's playing well. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. They're playing the, the Phillies a bunch of times and uh, who are ahead of us in the standings and toronto so we'll see there's not there's not much time to make up but maybe like that last weekend um it's it's like saturday saturday night maybe Mm -hmm. we could do something i got a projector Um, there we go i have a gigantic like roll down um uh screen okay but the projector i was looking at it afterwards it projects i think 300 inches which is like 25 feet that's big.
1: That's really big. A
0: 25-foot screen. And, you know, we have speakers already from all this stuff. So right. maybe we could set something up. We just have to figure out a place Precisely to do it. Socially distant seating. Outdoors. Wear your mask. Bring some chairs. Yeah. You know, wear a mask if you're walking around. Kind of similar to, like, when you go to a bar now. You go to, like, yeah. a beer garden or whatever. If you're sitting open. at your table. You're fine. Right. You can
1: wear your mask off. But if you're walking around, wear your mask. Yeah.
0: So we're not going to plan this, like, giant blowout. But, like, maybe bring the screen. Um, You know, I could I could stream it from my my. Laptop basically yeah. with my hotspot and uh, set up some speakers and hang out. Either it's going to be like a celebration of hey we're making the playoffs, or it's like hey you know this season was weird and tomorrow's the last day. Yeah, of the year. I think
1: it's going to be the second one.
0: <laughs> last day of the year. First. Yeah, I don't personally. know. Either way, I mean, it's 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 like I said, it's a fun thing to do right now. Watch the games and enjoy, have something to do. Yeah, uh, it's freaking wild that it's September already. I know summer's over. I know. Well, not technically, it's not Labor Day weekend. Is always like the yeah. end of summer.
1: And that's like like, like my birthday is the eighteenth, and I truly my entire like I know technically it's like a summer birthday, but like. I never like people like, oh, I have a winter birthday. Like, I don't know because it's kind of fall. It's kind of it's definitely not summer like I used to always be in school. It's once you hit September, it just doesn't feel like summer anymore. It's not Labor Day weekend yet. It's a late Labor Day. So I guess you can stretch it out until then. But it it's starting to feel like fall. Me and Erica, my roommate, have been lighting fall scented candles in the house and just huh. very gung ho fall at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm going away. I'm going to another race this weekend and I was looking at the temps, you know, nighttime sleeping yeah. so on and so forth It seemed like 57 degrees saturday night where, where is it in jersey
1: wow but
0: i mean it's only like three degrees different from here no depends, yeah that's, no, no i thought maybe like it
1: was like upstate or something no, no, but no that's crazy in
0: jersey and it's three it's 57 it's perfect open yeah. the windows throw on a hoodie
1: yeah but that's like that's not summer weather
0: no it's i'm i'm looking for i don't like to sweat
1: no me i'm i fall's my favorite season
0: i'm not i, big, love,
1: fall. I love fall
0: i'm not big on swimming I'm not big on... You just on
1: built sh- a pool in your backyard. I like what do you that? mean? <laughs> I don't
0: mind going 10 feet and swimming. Okay. I'm not big on like, hey, let's load up and go sit on a chair at the beach i'm not okay. i can't i need an Wait, activity
1: what is this amelia is selling seashells she made 30 that is so bucks. cute
0: 38 i love it so for those who don't know what we're talking about we went to uh davis park fire island
1: proof that he does like the beach
0: um well <laughs> kelly's family from colorado comes in every year and okay. they rent the same house and it's we take the ferry over from from Patchogue. so uh-huh. it's like honestly it's like three miles from our house if yeah. you think of it that way um but Kelly, when she was younger, would always collect shells on the beach, paint them the and sell thing. them. And, and you know, when the ferry comes in, you know, so Amelia had everybody working for her. She didn't even really draw on many on her own. Like she had us do all the work yeah. and like Kelly's cousins and stuff. So Saturday night or Friday night, whatever, we're, we're painting shells and Kelly's cousin's husband okay. goes, Amelia, am I allowed to use the bathroom? She goes, yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> Like she was like running it like it was like a, a, a real deal. She's your shop. daughter. It was crazy. She's an entrepreneur. She's like, Yeah, you you can go. You can go to the bathroom. <laughs> so she goes down there and sets up her table and her sales pitch. No one told her to do this, but yeah. awesome. it was awesome. She gets it in their head that they want to buy two before they even. <laughs> so, like, hey, how much? She's mu- your daughter. She is
1: your daughter. How much are
0: the shells And she goes, Well, it's two for $2 or one for $1. So right off the bat, they're like, Two for $2, okay. Like yeah, you know I even mean? really give them the option first. to get one. It was no, that's awesome.
1: psychological. You say it first, and it was, that's what they're gonna do. It was great. Do. She made
0: thirty-eight bucks, so, but insane. like we're only there for a few minutes. So <laughs> yeah. she made she made uh, seventeen dollars one day, and it was like ten minutes. Holy crap! And then nine dollars the next, and five dollars on like Tuesday because no one's really there. On Tuesday. I love it. Yeah, thirty-eight bucks.
1: I told you she reminds me so much of me when I was little. I would do the same. I would sell like pipe cleaners. She killed it. It that's was it was insane. awesome.
0: I was it, I was blown away. Uh,
1: shells for sale. Shells for sale. It was
0: awesome. <laughs> So, but then she had everyone else working for her.
1: Yeah, that's that's an entrepreneur. It she was, knows what she's doing. It was so
0: awesome.
5: That's awesome.
0: All right, let's hit the phones. We got Mitch in Brooklyn. What's up, Mitch?
5: How you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning. It's a sad day in Metland, let me tell you. it's mm-hmm. um, You know, I don't know, uh, as a Met fan, being a Met fan my whole life, I don't know if we've ever experienced a loss like this Um you know, quite a quite a long time. Maybe, maybe uh, Gary Carter, but he wasn't mm-hmm. a you know a lifelong, a lifetime uh, player. Uh, didn't come up through the ranks like Seaver did. But uh, it's it's a sad day. It's a sad day for uh, for all of us. And I had a couple of um, had a couple of Mets memories, especially with Seaver. I remember I remember being there as a kid on uh, '77 when um, he came back as a Cincinnati Red and. Pitched against us against his good friends uh, kuzman and um, you know Harrelson, but Harrelson didn't fare very well against him as well. And as I recall, the uh, the Reds won that game. He got an amazing ovation, and um, I remember feeling feeling the the stadium rock that day, <clears throat> even as even as a little kid. Um, and then I remember being there for his retirement, his number retired being retired in '88. Also there with my brother. That was an awesome day. The weather was great, and you know he was just amazing. Especially at the end when he ran out to, to the mound to take his bow. You know, it was just just it was just poetic of of Tom Seaver. Um, and then I remember I remember the caller you just had um, had a, a very unflattering memory of Seaver. Mm-hmm. Um, Seaver wasn't really known as a very very warm and fuzzy kind of guy. Um, Some may agree with me, some may differ with me, but I remember going to a a card show, um, I believe it was in 88, when the Mets were just either in the playoffs or just about to get to the playoffs, and he was at a card show, and I remember after getting his autograph, he he was in some kind of a, I don't remember, he was up on stage, it may have been a gymnasium, I'm not really, I don't really remember But he was up on stage i got my autograph and and he signed a picture and and afterwards i remember he got up from behind the table and he started to walk off the stage maybe he was going to the men's room i'm not sure but there was this little little kid that asked him when he was walking um to sign something i remember maybe it was a baseball or a picture and he just he just waved his hand and he you know and he sort of like dismissed the little kid and, and he was, you know, and I remember he was really sad about it, the little boy, and he was with his dad, and they were in front of me. And it's sort of like, I said to myself, my God, you couldn't even, you couldn't even stop to sign a baseball for, for this little boy. And and I, and I get it, you know, guys get paid for their public appearances and, and stuff, but, you know, that was that left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. But there's no taking away the fact that he was, he was just, you know, everything that that everybody's making him out to be and what, what re, we remember him as, as the franchise is Tom Terrific. And one one other thing I just wanted to point out, if if by any stretch or any chance, and I know he is listening, Steve Cohn, listen up, okay? <laughs> it, l- l- listen up to me. I, I, I put this out there. Uh, congratulations. We can't wait for you to take over the team and turn this this baby around, this debacle. But it's time to rename the Jackie Robinson Rotunda now the Tom Siva Rotunda and and I say that with all due respect to Jackie Robinson but truth be told every one of us knows Jackie Robinson never played for us he never played he never wore the uniform of the New York Mets and and I I have all the respect in the world for what Jackie Robinson stands for but Jackie Robinson should not be the first thing you see when you go into City Field. That should be, you know, if you're going to if you're going to memorialize or pay tribute to any great legend, make it a Met for God's sake. You know, yeah. make it make it somebody who's who's epitomized wearing the uniform. Uh, you know the Yankee. You don't go into Yankee Stadium and see somebody from the Boston Red Sox <laughs> or, or or any other team. I mean, make it the Mets. And now is as good a time as any. You, you, the, the old ownership or the ownership that's going away really—they they lost their opportunity to make a statue, put the statue out in front of Citi Field for him while he was alive. Yeah. This is probably the best thing you can do right now to to pay tribute. To the best player that ever wore the
0: uniform, how do you guys feel about it?
1: So I, I think just the, the current climate of the world, I, I don't think they're going to get rid of the Jackie Robinson Rotunda anytime soon. And Mitch, I, we're
0: going to let you go, Mitch. Thank you for calling.
1: I completely, no I completely agree that there, there should be right. as much as you see Jackie Robinson. You should see Tom. It's C. never or, going.
0: Listen, it's, not,
1: it's never going away. I think they should rename the stadium, Seaver Stadium. Well, city that,
0: it's not going to be called City Field yeah, forever. Yeah, but Steve uh, Cohen
1: has all the money in the world. We huh. don't need City anymore. We don't need Citibank. Make it Seaver Listen, Stadium.
0: I understand what he's talking about. Yeah. I, but you're never... It's going to be Jackie Robinson or Montana Oh, no, it's not going you anywhere. You can't take that down. Once it's up, it's up. The and I don't, up. I don't mind it. The 42's it. there. No, I mean, with, this, with the way the state of the world right now... Yes, especially. You can... It, there's, there would be no worse look in the world oh. for the Mets to rename an area that was dedicated to Jackie Robinson. No, it's I don't never think go, that Jackie
1: Robinson... It shouldn't no. go anywhere. But I, I completely agree that as much as you see Jackie Robinson, you should see Tom Siever. Of course. Mike Piazza, David I Wright. I get like, what he's saying. I understand yeah. what
0: he's talking about. But, uh, you know, comparing... Well, you don't see a Red Sox, a Yankee Stanton. No, that's that's, that's not, the a, apples to oranges. Not the same. You know, Jackie Robinson's importance to... In New York history, Not only too. New York history, but the world right. and sports and baseball yeah. as a whole... And Fred being such a big fan growing up, that's yeah. why it is what it is. Absolutely. That's why the ballpark is shaped the way it is mm-hmm. with the with the archways and stuff. Yeah, it's not going away. Yeah. Um. But I get what he's saying. I while I don't agree with it, I understand what he's saying. Yeah. It's just not going away. And y- if you would have asked me years ago, before the world is what it is these days, maybe I would agree with him, but not today and not going forward. It's Jack Robinson's Rotunda forever. Yeah. Um. I. I that's. I mean, I I
1: never thought it should like I liked this is like one of my favorite parts of the stadium. Like I liked that they did it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was classy. I never had an issue with it. But I do completely agree that if we're going to honor somebody who wasn't a Met so much this way, you have to honor the people who were Mets, too. Like you have to give seat. Like I know he has an entrance. Well, for, for like, this, I think on. the whole
0: Jackie, Jackie Robinson rotunda was more about Jackie Robinson, the man, not Jackie Robinson, yes. the Dodger. Oh yeah. absolutely. You know, And that's why it is what it is, but it's never going, it's never going away. No. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, quick shout out to our friends over at Doug at mugs. doing great things down there in Florida. Um, Hit them up, dugatmugscom slash O-A-B-T, and that gives you 30% off site-wide. Anything you see on their site, whether it be Mets, whether it be their photo mugs, their signature series, um, anything you might want to pick up. They do great work down there. They Basically, if you're not watching live and you don't know what I'm talking about, um, they take a baseball bat, they chop off the top, hollow it out, and turn it into a mug. So then, not to waste anything, they also turn the bottom into a bottle opener. They call it the knob shot. So I'm uh, not the knob shot. The uh, the season opener mm-hmm. and then the knob shot is the shot, shot. The shot mug. I keep saying glass, but <laughs> it's not a glass. It's not a glass. It is uh, handcrafted down there in Florida. They do excellent work. Definitely go check them out. Dugoutmugs.com. I think we're gonna have. Um, one of the guys on the show next week, they have some cool stuff going on in, in the month of September. They're calling it signature September. I believe where every single day on their social media, they're giving away some free stuff. Oh, cool. So uh, definitely follow all their social accounts. You could find them at dugout mugs pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They do great stuff. And, um, we definitely stand, stand by them. They were the only brand with the MLB license for the, uh, the mugs. Love so it. definitely go check them out and, uh, tell them that, Orange and blue thing sent you. So, um, yeah, thanks to the callers today. Um, You know, I think we got another one coming. We could probably take another one if we got some time. Maybe not. Maybe we can. Um, You know, everyone's got different feelings. And, you know, you hear that about a lot of players. And, you know, it's it's sad to hear after the fact when someone says, you know what, that guy wasn't as nice as I thought he would have been.
1: Fame is a very weird thing being famous is not like the human brain is not equipped to handle what comes with fame and random people coming up to you at random times demanding your attention and expecting you to be in a good mood every single time is that how
0: it's been after big apple trivia for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) shut up (laughs) no yes no um but it's very it's very strange so i like i'm more inclined to believe that tom Seaver is like the man that Glenn described who he was never too big to sign a kids ball you can catch people on a bad day sometimes people are busy sometimes people really you know if they have to go to the bathroom or something you don't know um I do think like and I'm just kidding. any chance to plug David Wright as the greatest man in the world I'll take it but like he like he really was those people you ask him for anything I uh, me personally I, and I always made sure whenever I was asking him for anything was at the stadium not you know on his own time but he never said no. Right. Like, if he had the time to do something, like, he wasn't literally leaving the field to go get ready. Like, he always took the time. And I think that's awesome. And I, I, I don't think we have enough. It was such a small sample size of Tom Seaver stories that we just had to really determine, you know, right, if he right, was right, that right. way or not. Um, but I'm inclined to believe that somebody who sees Mike Hampton blow off a kid and then takes it upon himself to offer. Right. I, I'm inclined to believe like that's who he is. Yeah, you I would know? love to
0: believe that, too. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you know winning three Cy Youngs and the amount of wins he's had in the year, right? Like, we're almost seeing, uh, like, a modern-day DeGrom. Yeah. Um, you know, if granted, if, if things work out this year and he wins his third Cy Young, um, he Insane. definitely won't be getting the wins because we all know how that goes when DeGrom's on the hill. But, um, you know, Tom Seaver was a Marine. He was, yeah. you know, he was such a larger-than-life man. Loved and, his wine. Um, you know, over the past, you know, however many years, going through what he's been going through – We'd want to believe that he's now in a better place. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, going through the dementia and, and, that, and the horrors the of that. That's the worst, man. So, um, you know, rest easy to Tom for sure. Um, yeah, it, it's just a sad day. And, you know, thank you to everyone who wanted to call. And, and you know, I see we're getting a lot of calls now, but we are an hour-long show. So uh, maybe we'll be able to take some next week. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Mets are going to do next. I mean, the the statue is definitely you know long overdue. Mm-hmm. They'll probably wear some kind of patch. If They don't. It's uh, ridiculous. I'm sure they will. I yeah. mean, they have to and um, you know do something for a charity and, and donate the proceeds and so on and so forth. If yeah. fans want to purchase them. So I mean, I know that's what they did after Rusty Staub passed away and yeah. the, you, Gary, Carter, Gary Carter. The, Carter, the kid, ate with mm-hmm. the with the home plate. Those were nice. Um, yeah. So. Uh, a sad day to be a Mets fan, and um, you know there is a game going on in about four hours from now. So I'm sure we're going to hear a lot on the broadcast today from Gary Keith and Ron and yeah. and Howie and Wayne in the booth. Um, you know, it, it's it's a, definitely a sad day, but um, you know it's it's great to be able to have these memories and and moments to think back on and and feel fondly about and and um, you know remember that way. So. Uh, I guess that's uh, another week of Orange and Blue Thing in the Books. Uh, If you want to get involved in the free stuff, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, retweet on Twitter, comment on the Instagram feed. And uh, you can also watch us on YouTube if you want to pop us on the app and watch it on your television. And uh, if you're listening afterwards, we appreciate it. Subscribe, rate, do all that good stuff. We have at least three weeks left of Orange and Blue Thing. We'll see what happens after that. And if we get this um, viewing party idea off the ground for that Saturday, the day before the last game of the year we'll for sure, you know, be posting about that that about that about on our, our social and, and um, here on the show. So we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully the Mets get their heads out of their butts and figure some stuff out because if they don't start winning now, it's going to be too late because yeah. it already feels like it's too late. Oh. So, all right, let's go, Mets. Thanks to Julia. Thanks to Lizzie for fielding the calls and Bye. the callers and all that stuff. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.